But without much fanfare, without much fanfare, can everybody hear me? Okay. All right. So again, without much fanfare, uh, the 50th, 55th anniversary came and went of the premiere of a TV show that went on to spawn eight other television series, 13 feature films, yearly conventions, and ongoing influence on our popular culture. It was on September 8, 1966, that viewers of the television network NBC first heard these words. Space. <laughs> the final front, that's right, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise, its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. The original Star Trek ran for 79 episodes over three years, and sadly it was canceled because it didn't have really good ratings. Yeah, hard to believe, but a few years later it became very popular in syndication. Now space exploration was far from the mind of the Reverend Caleb Ives. Uh, though he was willing to go where not very many people had gone before. In 1838, Ives was appointed as the first Episcopal missionary to, the, to be sent to the new missionary field of the Republic of Texas. He wasn't going to an unexplored area. Of course, the indigenous people were here first, uh, followed by the Spanish and French explorers and later settlers from the United States. And Ives arrived in Matagorda, Texas on December 12, 1838. And by January 27th of 1839, he was able to organize the first Episcopal Church in Texas, Christ Episcopal Church, Matagorda. And since the church had no building of its own, it met in the local Masonic Lodge building. A year later, Ives reported that Texas is one of the best missionary fields on the face of the globe for laborers who have good common sense, are well-educated, are industrious, active, economical, and who will not easily be disheartened by the inconveniences and privations of a new country. He went on to say, that's right, he went on to say, none, however, who are not able to teach others, who are not willing to endure hardness as good soldiers of Christ, should as missionaries set their face towards this new, neglected, and despised country. <laughs> now, in the reading from the Gospel according to Luke, it says that Jesus appointed 70 of his disciples and sent them on ahead of him in pairs to every town and place where he himself intended to go. And they boldly went where he sent them, as sheep in the midst of wolves. And before they left on their mission, Jesus told them, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go on your way. Now, just a few verses before that, before Jesus did this, he, Luke tells us that when the days drew near for him to be taken up, meaning put to death, raised up from the dead, and ascended into heaven, before those days became near, he set his face not to a new, neglected, or despised country, but towards the city of David, the city of Jerusalem. And at that time, he sent his 12 disciples ahead of him into the region of Samaria. And it is said that Samaritans and the ancient Jewish people generally didn't like each other. Uh, so in a sense, Jesus was entering hostile territory. And then, in this moment, he sends 70 others 
to preach and heal in preparation for his own arrival in the towns of Samaria. Now we may recall how Jesus began his ministry, began his ministry with these words, the kingdom of heaven or kingdom of God has come near, repent and believe in the good news. And then he went on to show what he meant by that, by curing the sick, raising the dead, cleansing lepers, casting out demons, eating with tax collectors and sinners, and along the way, he taught the people about the kingdom of God, a kingdom characterized by healing and mercy, a kingdom in which people are fed, healed, restored to life. And so here Jesus sends out these disciples to embody the kingdom, to do as he did, to do God's work in the world, to proclaim the nearness of the kingdom of God. The harvest, the harvest was plentiful then, it is plentiful now, and we are the laborers. We are like the 70 that Jesus sent out. And today we are gathered here as part of our Reconnect, Recommit, and Rejoice campaign. In just a few moments, uh, we will renew our baptismal covenant. And when we were baptized, uh, we were made members of Christ's body, the church, and inheritors of the kingdom of God. And renewing our vows today will be an outward and visible sign of our of our, ourselves recommitting ourselves to Christ and his church and the ministry he has, in, he has entrusted to us. It is a ministry that began with Jesus and from, them, from him to the, to the 12 disciples and then to the 70 he sent out and then to, to all those who've been sent over the years, the many, many years, on down to us in Bryan College Station, Texas. You know, the first Episcopal missionary sent to Texas, Caleb Ives, as I said, this is what he said, remember, he said, Texas is one of the best missionary fields on the face of the globe for laborers who have good common sense, are educated, industrious, active, economical, who will not be disheartened by inconvenience and privation in a new country. Now, we are not exactly where we thought we would be in terms of the ongoing pandemic, and we are still experiencing some inconveniences and privations. But, Still, the people of St. Andrews, we the people of St. Andrews, are plenty educated, plenty industrious, active, economical, and we turn our faces not to what I've described as a new, neglected, and despised country. Uh, we turn them to the communities of Ryan and College Station and the rest of Brazos County. And what we have to offer our communities is spiritual treasure. We have spiritual treasure to share. Uh, we're going to raffle off some of St. Andrew's treasures. They're over here on this table, if you haven't had a chance to look. But we also have spiritual treasure to share among ourselves and with the people of Bryan College Station. Uh, we share the spiritual treasures of our worship and word and sacrament within the walls of our historic church building. And as someone mentioned, we can take our historic worship or our worship out into the streets and neighborhoods as we're doing today. Uh, we also have the spiritual treasures of the things we value, like love, and openness, and hospitality, and service, all of which are centered in Christ. And through his grace and mercy, he has given us this spiritual treasure to share with those around us. St. Andrew's Episcopal Church was founded in 1867. And I just noticed that that plaque back there on the wall, the top one says that Sue Haswell Park is also known as Texas Sesquicentennial Park. Uh, dating back to 1986 when we celebrated the 150th anniversary 
And that plaque underneath says, this pavilion is Sam Houston Pavilion. <laughs> Who knew? Didn't know that. <laughs> but St. Andrew's Episcopal Church was founded in 1867, December 10th, 1867, 20 years or so before the, fight, the frontier, the western frontier, was considered closed. And yet the frontier for Jesus and his mission is never closed. And so he sends us out as missionaries to do the work that he did, to do God's work in the world and to proclaim the nearness of the kingdom of God. The harvest is plentiful. And by virtue of our baptism, we are the laborers that Jesus has appointed. And so as he told them, he tells us today, go on your way. Amen. Congregation to stand. I don't remember the things doing that last time. Make a joyful noise. So we will continue with the renewal of baptismal vows found in the service bulletin. Through the Paschal Mystery, dear friends, we are buried with Christ by baptism into his death and raised with him to newness of life. I call upon you, therefore, to renew the solemn promises and vows of holy baptism by which, by which we once renounced Satan in all his works and promised to serve God faithfully in his holy Catholic Church. You reaffirm your renunciation of evil and renew your commitment to Jesus Christ. Do you believe in God the Father? Do you reaffirm your renunciation of evil and you renew your commitment to Jesus Christ? We're going to go through this again. So, do you believe in God the Father? I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God? I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third believe in God, the Holy Spirit. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Will you continue in the Apostles' teaching and fellowship in the breaking of the bread and in the prayers? I will, God's help. Will you persevere in resisting evil, and whenever you fall into sin, repent and return to the Lord? I will, God's help. Will you proclaim by word and example the good news of God in Christ? I will, God's help. Will you seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving your neighbor as yourself? I will, God's help. Will you strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being? I will, God's help. Oh God, you have taught us to keep all your commandments by loving you and our neighbor. Grant us the grace of your Holy Spirit that we may be devoted to you with our whole heart and united to one another with pure affection through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen.
Let us now pray for the mission of the church. Holy God, in whom all things in heaven and earth have their being. Have mercy on us. Jesus the Christ, through whom the world is reconciled to the Father. Have mercy on us. Holy Spirit, whose glory fills the world and searches the depths of God. Have mercy on us. Blessed Trinity, source of both unity and diversity. From blind hearts and petty spirits that refuse to see the need of all humankind for your love. From pride, self-sufficiency, and the unwillingness to admit our own need of your compassion. From discouragement in the face of pain and disappointment and from lack of persistence and thoroughness. From ignorance, apathy, and complacency that prevent us from spreading the gospel. O oh God, we pray for the gifts of ministry. Inspire our minds with a vision of your kingdom in this time and place. Touch our eyes that we may see your glory in all creation. Touch our ears that we may hear from every mouth the hunger for hope and stories of refreshment. Touch our lips, that we may tell in every tongue and dialect the wonderful works of God. Touch our hearts, that we may discern the mission to which you call us. Touch our feet, that we may take your good news into our neighborhoods, communities, and all parts of the world. Touch our hands, that we may each accomplish the work you give us to do. Strengthen and encourage all who minister in your name in lonely, dangerous, and unresponsive places. Open the hearts and hands of many to support your church in this and every community. You raise up laborers for your harvest, holy God, sending them out as sowers of your good news, workers of healing, and caretakers of new life. Bless St. Andrew's Episcopal Church in the work of tending and building up your church. Equip us for service, enliven us with your joy, and help us remember and trust that it is you who will bring in the harvest. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior of souls, Amen. The peace of the Lord be always with you.
Haswell Park and the uh, Sam Houston Pavilion. Several things I wanted to say. So, uh, yeah, I want to say a word of thanks first off to, uh, to Sandy and Jim Petty and Donna Pohl and the Stewardship Council and 